0: Hey there, everyone. And welcome, welcome. Just a friendly reminder that if you if you are new to our show, be sure to go back and listen to past episodes. Cause gosh, we have well over a hundred of them for you to check out. And we have some just absolutely amazing guests that I adore. So I hope you'll take some time to go back and check those out. But for right now, I am jumping in with the incredible Jeff Wickersham. Let's go. And welcome to today's show. You are in for a treat. We are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is habits for success. And I'm joined here by Jeff Wickersham, who is a sought after peak performance coach whose mantra is rise, fight, love, repeat, which, folks, just so happens to be the title of his number one best selling book which you know, serves to help you ignite your morning fire. And Jeff is also the founder of the Morning Fire Coaching, host of the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast, which by the way, I'll give a shout out to is fabulous, Jeff. I will tell you that. Um, he is also the creator of Kings and Queens of Sparta Mastermind. And just because that's not enough, folks, he's a Tony Robbins Award winner. And then let me, let me just tell you some stats that we were just talking about. So he's recently hit 1,472 straight days of meditation And yes, that's impressive, but the second one blows my mind even more. 1,127 straight days of a cold shower slash ice bath. So damn, Jeff, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, Michelle, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited just to jump in. So I always love to ask people, you know, give us some of your background. How did you end up where you are entrepreneurially, all that good stuff?
1: And I was in corporate America for about 20 years. And my journey really starts a little over seven years ago. It was seven seven years ago in late December, where unfortunately I had that life event. Cut me at the knees, punched me in the stomach. I I lost my mom to breast cancer. So when you watch the woman that brought you into this world leave this world, it just, I get choked up even speaking about it now. It fundamentally changes you at your core. So I question everything about life at that point, days, weeks, months ahead. Was corporate America having me bound out of bed on fire? Was that my true purpose and calling? And after some deep soul searching, the answer resoundingly was no. I ended up opening up a gym locally. My late mother was always into fitness. I was always into fitness. And then what organically grew out of that was peak performance coaching. You see a gym every corner of America, yet 42% of us are obese, 30% or something's broken and it's all in our minds, right? So I just dove into that personal development rabbit hole that, that you never get out of once you start going yep. down that, that route, coaches, courses, podcasts, books, you name it. I wasn't doing the things fundamentally at a foundation level to achieve success. So I started working on myself. I tested it with others. It, it got amazing, amazing transformational results. And then I've just been on that journey ever since.
0: Nice. Beautiful. And I, I noticed what you're wearing around your wrist there, friend, too, because I heard that on a previous. So tell folks for, who can't see it but are listening what's around your wrist.
1: So my right wrist has a pink wristband on it. And that is a reminder that I implemented about six months ago just to always keep that that pain of my mother close to me and not to have me crawl in a corner and, and self-pity and misery but to compel me to move that every single day as a gift. And, and it came about as I was coaching my younger son's football team in October, everybody's wearing pink. I started wearing it. And I said, let me just keep that close to me because so many times we avoid pain
0: yeah.
1: and we're wired to do that. But if you can keep it close to you to have it inspire you, it's incredibly, incredibly powerful. So every day she's with me in spirit. And that's how I continue on.
0: I love that. That's such an interesting notion, especially around here at the resilient entrepreneur, right? You know, that pain is a driver. And it's, but I like the fact that you differentiated, not the type of pain where you're like crawling into a corner and paralyzed with it, but just a little tidbit of it can really help you find that purpose. Right.
1: So, so incredibly powerful. And and we need those reminders because otherwise we don't let that pain compel us to move. And I keep it all my, my right wrist. I also have it above my doorframe where her name Judy is top and center and then I have other words and I almost smack that as I walk in Mm -hmm. almost like a sports team running out of the tunnel and it just changes my state changes my physiology and allows me to play in a great sense of gratitude for the day for our conversation we're having and then just to play out and and one Mm -hmm. of the things I've adopted this year is operating as if my hair's on fire and I'm sprinting towards a pond and when you think about that and those that you're, you're listening, I'm bald. So it's, you know, there is some <laughs> irony funnier. on that. Right? Awesome. <laughs> but, but if you think about that, my hair's on fire, I'm sprinted, that that just compels you. It almost instantly changes your physiology where you're like, okay, it's time to go. So yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there is that sense of urgency and I, and it cracks me up when I see clients come to me and I'm like, well, where is that? Like, I feel like so many, and you probably see the same thing where I'm like, no, 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 you need that hair on fire running for the lake kind of thing to get you going, especially when, you know, maybe they don't have habits in place yet, which I know we you're going to speak about too, but is that urgency tied directly to habit or is it, you know, just kind of that inner fire that lights you up or a little bit of both? It could be both.
1: I, I'd say it's a little bit of both. I would say for me personally, it's being very aligned with my purpose. And when you're there, that that's incredibly powerful where every single day is a gift starting with gratitude, and yeah. then moving the needle for others, because I call it the world. I mean, we operate in a world full of walking zombies. Yeah, there are doing. so many people yeah. just going through the motions, not really aware of how many choices they could make to to make life differently. And, and so many people are operating from this place. I am going to live forever. You're, you're not, yeah, you know, and I, we just had a reminder this past week where, where a friend I, I played high school football with his wife, 41 years young. Three kids under the age of seven died of breast cancer. I mean, oh you don't have time, so you need to operate with that hair on fire mentality.
0: Yeah, and what do you say to people? Because I've often had somebody, you know, push back, and I've thought this myself at times. Right? There is that that urgency of we don't have forever, but then it's like overwhelming <laughs> at that point too. Of like, oh shit, I don't have forever, so I want to get urgent, but there's so much to do. So, what do you advise people for that?
1: absolutely break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks because when mm-hmm. you think about oh my gosh it's so so big what i want to accomplish the legacy i want to leave mm-hmm. how, how i want to lead my my sons right in, in the process when we look at it overall it can be terribly daunting last year i did 100 hundred push push-ups as a goal Damn. people yeah. heard that and they were like how are you going to do that and i said wait a second break it up into daily chunks. It was like 281 a day or something. And I overestimated so I could make sure I get there. Okay. That's much more doable than the, the large target. And so many times we don't break it up. And when our mind looks at it, it immediately switches and says, that can't be done. Right. right. And, and that's how kind of how we're wired. So just break it up in a bite-sized actions on a daily basis, front-loaded into your days. When you have that willpower, you have that energy, you're rejuvenated from the night, good night's sleep. And then you're going to be much more ready and able to tackle those goals.
0: Yeah. So, so talk to me about actually before I jump there, I have so many things I want to ask you. I heard you give a podcast recently about that overestimation, right? That I think that was like the three O's. So talk yes. to folks about the benefit because I'm a big believer in similar, similar mentality there about that kind of those three O's give us those three O's before we jump into habits.
1: Absolutely. And I call it O to the third power. So yeah. first is overestimation. Right, So many times we see that 100,000, break it down into 281, and that's what we're going to do. Well, you're not, and this is kind of the same thing around visualization, you're not future setting the road bumps, the hurdles you're going to have to jump through. If you're traveling, you have an off day, you're sick. Life throws curveballs at you. If you don't add that into the process, then you're always operating at barely getting there overestimating 300, it was like 110,000. It's why I blew it out in November last year. This year, I'm doing 15,000 pull-ups, 50 a day, 18,000. So it gives you that that buffer. And when you're feeling good, you can do more because you're inevitably going to have those bad days. And it's the same thing with visualization. Everybody says ah, vision board and put things up. Well, studies have shown that if that's all you're doing, and you don't actually think about the work that's right. going to take place, the blood, sweat, tears, you're going to have to put in that as far as effort, your motivation can actually drop because you're looking at it. It's a dream and you can't figure out how to get there. So o is, the first O is overestimating. Overestimating gets you a buffer. You're going to be much more likely to achieve that success. Second O is optionality, right? You've got that North Star, that goal, your, your high-level goal, your, your target is. You have mid-level goals that kind of feed up and then you have lower level goals. Well, optionality is at the lower level, you have a goal that maybe you try one, two, five, 10 times, it's not working. Optionality is giving yourself grace to say, okay, I'm just going to the next option at that lowest level. It still feeds up to the higher goal, but you have to have that optionality. You gotta have that relentless approach to moving forward. And then the last though is others. Get around others that are hungry, are relentless, they want achievement. And in Angela Duckworth's book, Grit, grit is defined as passion and perseverance. She shares the story of a swimmer that wants to be in the Olympics. And she's struggling with getting up at 5 a.m. She's at a pretty good level, but she's struggling getting up at that. She joins an elite swim club where everybody gets up at 5 a.m. All of a sudden it's just yeah. the norm for her, right? And that raises your game. So that's that's O to the third power overestimate optionality and others. Great way to achieve your goals.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, I didn't mean to derail from our habits conversation, but I had heard you do that podcast. I'd listened to a bunch of your podcasts and I was like, that is, that is one, it's very sticky. So I think it's really great for folks to hear that. And two, you know, they're just all really relevant points. So, so jumping over to the habits conversation, talk to me about why you're so passionate about them. I mean, I am too, as a coach, but I know you are especially passionate. So tell me about them.
1: Well, they are mostly our operating system, right? We have, you think of about a computer and you hit the power button. There are so many things that go on behind the scenes before it boots up. And that's, that's our subconscious mind. Those are our habits that run on autopilot. And so many times it's why people stay stuck in that rut and they can't get out of it. It's Groundhog Day over and over again. They, they think about now in 2022 and they're like, I'm in the same place I was in 2017. How can that be? Well, it's because you have these habits that are hardwired and you haven't done anything to make changes and tweaks to the system. So understanding that it could be 80, 85, 90% of what you do on a daily basis is incredibly powerful. And I always love to start with an awareness because so many people aren't aware of, oh, that's why I do everything I do every single day. And it's still in the same place Two is we've been lied to from society, like, 21 days to create a habit. Everybody's heard that. That's been ingrained. It's bullshit. It's Agreed. the bare minimum that you could do if oh, everything was perfect, perfect. Yeah. to implement. It can be 67, 75 days, right? It obviously, it depends on the person, what how frequently you're doing things. But we've been led to believe that you can do it in 21 days. It's why we just finished the gray Monday, blue Monday, right? The most depressing day of the year is the third Monday in January because yeah, exactly. most people give up. Well, you've been, you've been lied to. So you didn't have an awareness of how hard it's going to be. And sometimes it could be three times that 21 days. So think about that and have a creation. No wonder why so many people fail. And I don't know where it was said, how it stuck, but it, it's just not true. They've done brain scans of the brain. They see the neural networks. They see how long it can take. So have an awareness of one, how much of What you do on a daily basis is driven through your habits. And then two, how long it takes to create a habit is a very powerful, powerful place to start.
0: Yeah. And it lets you, it lets you ease up on yourself a little bit too. I mean, like to your point, and I just did a video too, because right with you, that, that third week of January kills so many people, but maybe it's because I'm at the parenting stage too, where I have younger ones, where I'm very much aware of how long it takes to get a habit in place, especially for kids. Um, But same thing goes for adults too. And people just, you know, they, they quit before they're even remotely close to succeeding and remotely seeing the value. I mean, I can imagine that many days of meditation for you and even the cold baths must be life changing on so many levels, right?
1: It is just that consistency and that discipline. I, I equate discipline to freedom. And so many times we think about discipline. I did something wrong. I'm getting in trouble. No, that discipline every day is, is truly the foundation for me to live with energy, excitement, and enthusiasm to impact others and to be pretty darn healthy mind, body, and spirit on a daily basis. And it's just that commitment to being the best version of myself each and every day. And and I have that foundation, everything else in the middle, I love to call the bookend of my days, right? That last 30 minutes of the day, first 30 minutes, you have those bookends, anything in the middle, you're going to be okay. And that's, that's the foundation I, I coach from.
0: And it gives you a sense of control, right? When there's so many things within our and I hear that all the time, right? So much stuff out of my control. Oh my goodness, I don't have a choice. You know, a lot of those absolutes, but even those little habits, and I've coached clients for the fact of like, I don't give a shit what else you do throughout the day. But to your point, keep those bookends, commit to at least those bookends because then it stacks, right? Like right. you can stack them and you can build the momentum going forward so that you don't feel like, oh shit, like all or nothing. I didn't do it. So therefore I'll never do it. Right.
1: So, so true. And I, I, I say the same thing, stacking wins early in the morning. It's like right. jet fuel in your veins. And people are like, hey, how do you do that at four 15 in the morning? And then you're still <laughs> operating at eight o'clock. I said, cause I take care of my body. Yeah. I take care of my nutrition. I take care of my mind. I get proper sleep mm-hmm. so I can operate at a peak level. And that's, that's what I train my clients to do. But yes, that foundation, especially when you first get up, So many times we're playing defense, we're checking our phones, we're getting negativity into our viewpoint. I mean, I have a methodology that you cannot check your phone until you get your morning fire complete, because that is your time. Don't let anybody else set the agenda. Wake up physically, mentally, spiritually. You're going to be so much more equipped to take on the day.
0: Yeah, and it just feels so much better. All oh, the difference but I but I think I think you said it earlier like people don't realize that there's a different that there's another choice out there. Like if you've been doing the same reactive waking up, if you've been doing the same the automatic thing that you do is roll over and immediately check your email, you literally do not know how valuable choosing something different could be. And I say choosing because I believe it is a choice and that you do have one. Um, but have you can you give us some examples of maybe some of that transformation or the way that you feel that energy change so that if somebody's sitting at home and they, you know, are like, yeah, whatever, Jeff, I can't do this. Like, this is more comfortable to me. You know, what are those benefits that you've felt from just doing it?
1: One is control and depression, anxiety, stress, overwhelm are at all time highs in society. right? And and I would equate a a lot of it to your phone because you're constantly connected. You never get a break to Mm -hmm. just relax. I mean, the other day, I actually woke up and I made a conscious choice and I love your your word choice to not open my email until 11:30 in the morning. Yeah. Do you know how freeing that was to and how light awesome. that morning felt? Yeah. It was awesome where I'm like I'm going to do this so so much more often. But people struggle with saying, Hey, I'm not a morning person, or I go to bed late, or I'm just not wired that way. And I always love to say, do you think when you were born, that somebody stamped you with <laughs> I'm not a morning person on your forehead? Yeah. No, that's just from your, your upbringing, what you probably I'm saw wired. from your parents. So I always say, Hey, if you go to bed at midnight, and you're like, I want to go to bed earlier, just start 15 minutes earlier for a week and, and start to build up that those small shifts incrementally can add mm-hmm. up to big changes. So uh, that, that's one thing. The other piece is if you're making changes, you need to, I, I mentioned others and, and the O to the third power, you got to surround yourself with people that are on that journey as well, because yeah. as we're having I, this conversation, I know you're fired up. I'm fired up. I hope the listeners are fired up. That's what you need to surround yourself. And so many times we don't take a look at, Hey, who am I surrounding myself with? And if you want extraordinary results, you want peak performance you better be wired or, or surrounded or connected with others that are, are playing that game.
0: Yeah. And it's, a, it's amazing to me because throughout my journey, as I'm sure you've experienced too, people will fall by the wayside. People have said to me, like, what do you mean you were working? What do you mean you were meditating? What do you mean? Like I've gotten so many of those questions around things, choices in my life that I've decided like, no, 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 I'm going to be in bed by 10 at the latest. And before I go to bed, I'm going to have the gratitude practice and I'm going to do the meditation of, you know, and it's, and it's hard because sometimes you do go against the grain of the current, you know, group around you. So how would you, how would you recommend somebody deal with that? Right. You know, everybody around you is like, what are you, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> it's not easy. It's yeah. difficult, especially when you have neighbors that you don't hang out with or connect with that you did seven years ago. And, yep. and mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. You, you feel that pull because we're tribal species, right? We want to be in community and, and networks. It's, it's difficult and can be very lonely. It can be a very lonely place. That's why yeah. I created the Kings of, of Sparta mastermind, the Queens of Sparta. So you can be in a community, a tribe, a brotherhood or sisterhood with people that are doing the same thing because covid terrible, also a blessing. Now we're all connected, right? I, I've yeah. got clients in Scotland that, that are in my mastermind, right? It, it allows us to connect. And now you can, now you have no excuse not to find <laughs> your tribe, right? Because yeah. we, we're all virtual and can, can connect in that way. Uh, so just know it's going to be difficult. And there's going to be a lot of people around you that one, either fear you're changing as a person, then you're going to leave them behind because they want to be there or just don't hang out with you anymore because you're not the way you used to be. And, and that's okay. Uh, I never wish ill will on any of those. You're just, I, I don't have anything to talk about because I'm about being the best version of myself every day. I'm not about hanging out, drinking beer till two in the morning anymore. Right. right? So that that's basically it. Yeah.
0: Right. And, and I think accepting that that's okay, because I think there are, you're exactly right. There are people who want to keep you there, you know, because of Because it is a very tribal thing, right? Like I've heard a lot of clients say like, oh, you know, especially when it comes to families, um, you know, my family wants me to do better, just not too better, right? Or don't change too much. They'll cheer me on to a certain point, but then to your point, it does become a little isolating, but we have this amazing thing called the internet, (laughs) Go figure that, you know, you can go find somebody anywhere. It just may not look the same as what you think it should or did look like. Right.
1: So, so true. It's it's connected us all and you can definitely find it. You just have to be out there searching. And that's, that's one of those critical pieces to leveling up and and operating in a, in a peak performance perspective for sure.
0: Yeah. So how do you, how do you recommend people who have no habits? They have zero habits going on. (laughs) How do you recommend they start, friend?
1: You've got to start small, right? And and Simon Sinek's one book, I love it. Consistency is more important than intensity, right? Just being consistent day in, day out. The issue is we don't know when we'll be successful in whatever endeavor we've taken on. And that's where, so, you know, the intensity kicks in and we're, we're in a society that wants everything right away, six pack yeah. abs in six minutes. I just heard on the radio the other day, lose 40 pounds in 40 days. And I, I was like, this is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've yeah. ever heard. Like yeah. it's just, but, but that's where we're, that we're fed that constantly. So yeah. just being consistent and starting small, I always it to kind of the exercise industry that I used to be in. People are like, yes, I'm going to work out an hour every day for the entire year. And I'll, I'll say, okay, where's your, what's your baseline? When, when did your last workout? And they're like, 10 years ago. I'm like, okay, good luck. Oh, stop, stop. Because <laughs> yeah. you work out for 60 minutes for three straight days. You're not going to be able to walk down the stairs. You're not going to be mm-hmm. able to get off the toilet. So you're mm-hmm. going to relate that pain to exercise and it's going to be wired in your mind and you're not going to go back. So that example, just go for a walk for five minutes for a week next week, add five more minutes, feel that progress. So that's one starting small. The other piece is if you have an existing habit, pair it. right? James Clear okay. book, Atomic Habits. He talks about habit pairing. Great, great concept where I had a friend whose wife was pregnant with their third child. And he's like, you know, they had two kids there under the age of three, stressful time. It's like, yeah. I think meditation would be great. And I said, well, does she like coffee? Decaf, obviously. And he said, yes. I said, so have her, when she starts brewing that cup, you know, that pot of coffee, go meditate for five minutes till it's done and then come back. So if you can compare it, kind of intertwine it with anything you already do and enjoy doing, then you're much more likely to uh, to move forward.
0: Yeah. And I like the fact that you said um, five minutes, right? Cause especially I find with meditation, people think that they need to do this. You know, they need to be sitting the same, the right way. They need to be looking the right way. That needs to be 10, 20, 30 minutes of meditation, which to your point, similar to exercising, you're, you're going to fall off because you're not used to it. Um, and quieting your mind can be a very scary thing sometimes for people who are not used to that in itself, right?
1: I, absolutely. And I, I just learned this recently. I, I thought it was so profound. It was the hammer versus the flashlight. And this past week ago, I didn't have my best bet day on Tuesday productivity wise. And normally I would beat myself up like that hammer, right? And, and where. As a, the human species, we're the only species that beats ourselves up for things mm-hmm. we didn't do yesterday, two years ago, whatever. Instead, I gave myself grace. And I said, you know what? Let me look at a, at a flashlight. Let me get curious, almost searching for th- something. Why wasn't it? Well, I mm-hmm. ran out a paper on kind of my mission log that I write, my list that I'm going to attack. So I didn't have it on Tuesday. Well, no wonder why I did. But giving myself that grace that I am mm-hmm. human and not taking it personally, and I think that's such an important little space you can give yourself. Yeah. Listen, I'm a human being. I am never going to operate every single day at my peak. Giving yourself grace, knowing that there's nothing wrong with me personally, is incredibly, incredibly important for you to kind of continue on and, and build those habits and, and not fall by the wayside when, hey, you don't have a perfect day and things didn't work out the way you had planned.
0: Yeah, and that's that's especially powerful coming from a peak performance coach. To hear it, to hear that around here we call that grace and space, right? Give yourself the grace and space to kind of flow through the days, the ups and downs, the the parts where you need more resilience and things like that. Um, so, what else you got? <laughs> I so feel like the, this is the a ice, great conversation. The ice bath and cold showers. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah,
1: please. People, people are always like, "How the heck?"
0: Yeah, do that's you insane.
1: Do that? And I do it for physical benefits there are physical benefits boost immune system better circulation yeah. Yeah. activating brown fat helps with your hair and skin all those pieces but the mental battle is really what i'm interested in because let's let's be honest yeah. nothing external is really impacting you to operating at a high level it's all internal so especially i know we're both in, in the northeast of, of the united states in the winter time there is nothing like stepping in the shower turning it to cold feeling that ice cold water hit your feet, taking a breath and stepping into it.
0: And it's
1: basically taking my mind and saying, very similar to holding that pain and not wallowing in the corner, basically say to my mind, go sit in the corner. I'm in charge and we're getting into this water. And it's just so, so incredibly powerful to be able to train, develop that as a habit of being able to say, no, you know what, that thought, that's just the thought I'm not going to not going to react to it. Go sit in the corner. I'm in charge from that perspective. So it's been it's been awesome to uh, to be on the journey, to have others. We had a little retreat in November uh, outside of Philadelphia with the, the men in my Kings of Sparta mastermind. We had a former Navy SEAL FBI Wim Hof certified instructor. He had us getting in the ice outside of my house. And then he flipped it one more. He said, now you got to go back in again. And that talk about a mental battle after you yeah. got out of it. Yeah. Uh, so it's incredibly powerful. And it's just It's doing things that we're not used to, getting into that uncomfortable state, putting stress on the body and stress as an external stress and not a bad stress necessarily, being able to adapt uh, truly, truly helps. And and it's invigorating. When I first started out, my kids thought I was killing a dog or something upstairs (laughs) because I do some war chants woo as I'm, they're like, sir, what's going on? So uh, they they know dad operates at a crazy level, uh, but I'm also sharing it with my sons. Both of them have meditated with me before school now for three years. And I I think there's no greater gift than to show them a different way to live and operate in the full version of yourself and, and to play all out.
0: Right. And to be able to hear yourself think right? I think amongst this noise, to your point, what you've describing with the ice baths just reminds me of many of the people that I've spoken to that have come out of military special forces. So it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because it is very much like a, I don't know, mind over matter, mind over body or whatever it may be that ability to, I don't want to say the word detach because I don't know that it's a detachment, correct? It is more so a taking control of almost, right? It, Am I getting it, it right? is,
1: Yes, it is taking control of it. And that's why I did the David Goggins four by four by 48 run last year. And I don't know if you're familiar with that oh, one, no. but you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. So it's basically yeah. two marathons starting Sunday at 11 o'clock Eastern. He starts out West at eight and running 12 of those legs, 11, three, seven, 11, 12 of them. And I'm not a runner, but I did it. And it was just getting my mind set straight and determined. Yeah. Luckily, I had had great support system, but pushing myself physically and mentally to be able to operate. In, and so many times we're staying in that comfort zone, 68 to 72 degrees. That's where we operate yeah. from. There's, there's no greatness in that. You're going to be comfortable. Your mind's going to get soft and you need, you, need to, you need to put some stress on it. And it's not the stress of email or meetings. It's that physical mental stress of a cold shower running 48 miles over two days, something like that. That's really going to give you that, that burst.
0: Yeah. And that could look, I mean, I imagine that could be different for every, not every person, but a lot of different people where it doesn't have to be a cold shower, but it has to be something out of your comfort zone that makes you stretch beyond like your normal routine. Correct.
1: Correct. Absolutely. And when you feel that resistance, that pullback, yeah, if you can reverse engineer it, to where it's now a a reverse indicator, like I feel it, I got to go. And that's what the cold shower has really done is now anytime I feel that, that's a signal, that's probably my uncomfortable zone, I need to move forward. If you can use that as a reverse indicator, it's incredibly powerful to allow you to step in where typically, oh, that's fear, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, move forward so yes so so true
0: yeah because fear is never going away can we just can we just (laughs) address that too that is that is something I hear a lot oh well I'm too scared or I'm too this or I'm too that or you must not be scared or you know whatever the the kind of blanket things that I hear from clients or from people around me are but the fear is never going away fear of the uncomfortable I'm sure you have a little bit of twinge before you get in the shower every damn day but you do it anyway right it's that's what I tell my kids it's you know you're having the fear and doing it anyway right
1: Absolutely. And, and fear, kind of anxiety. Yeah. It's on the same plane of excitement. And right. if you could just talk to yourself when you feel that fear, I've coached my sons on this related to sports. Yeah. You, that's kind of that, that high activation energy. It's on that same plane. I'm, I'm basically pointing an arrow up if, if you're as you're listening to this. Yeah. If you can just say, hey, I'm excited. You all of a sudden change that anxiety, that fear into excitement. And that's what you want because your your body is amping up because yeah. it does need that high activation energy. It's just how you're interpreting it. So right. if you can say I'm excited. And I remember doing this with my my younger son this past fall in football. He was a quarterback and he was feeling a big burden of the team, yeah, right? I'm a sure. lot is on the quarterback. I said, Can you just say I'm excited one time? And he said, I'm excited. And all of a sudden it, I said, How do you feel? He said, I feel lighter. So it's, it's amazingly powerful how we can speak in the language we can use yeah. and know that your body is working the right way. You're just interpreting differently. So that, that's one strategy yeah. that listeners can when you feel that fear. I'm excited. And all of a sudden it changes and and you're going to step forward.
0: Yeah. Because it's not something you can just shove down. I think that is the common misconception there is that you can make fear just go away, or you can make, really, you can make any emotion just go away. Right. I think you can, you can wait it out. You can channel it into a different Avenue, like you just said. Um, But you know, it's not, not going to go away. So you might as well embrace it and then choose what to do with it. Right.
1: So so true, and if you try and make it go away, many times it'll build, 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 exactly. and then procrastination kicks in, and you don't do it anyway. Where if you just say, "I'm excited," ooh, a change, yeah. I'm moving forward. It, it's an amazing, amazing shift.
0: Yeah. And I think in terms of resilience around here, you know, we tend to, we tend to define resilience as kind of the ability to embrace the spectrum of emotions involved in a situation and then continue to move forward. So regardless of what that is, there are some listeners out there who probably are stuck in situations, stuck, I use that loosely, um, that, you know, maybe they can't get out of. So how do you recommend that they, they do shift their mindset?
1: One, if they're listening, they always have gotten out of every situation before. So now you just need to figure out, right. If you, you have the ability to listen to this podcast and have our, our amazing discussion, you've gotten out, out of it before. So you can figure it out. I mean, there's a great book. Everything is figure out. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's just, that's, that's the case. It's just, your mind has stepped in and said, Oh, this is just always the way it is, or it's always going to be this yeah. way. And, and those absolute words, always is, is a crippling word because it thinks you're always going to be here. And after dark is, is light, right? And, and after night is, is day, it's always going to, to occur. So just start small and start chipping away. And once you start chipping away, all of a sudden, and, and by chipping away, I mean, taking action. And so many times we have failed because we think we need to be motivated. We need to be inspired. Actually, you need to take take action first, and then that motivation builds after you see some progress. So just take action, chip away. Know that you have the power inside to to accomplish amazing things. Dig out of that hole. It's just taking that that first step.
0: Yeah, and thank you for thank you for saying action first because I think sometimes, often people, and yes, it is the case in some things where you need the motivation and then the action. But sometimes, oftentimes, I found I found you need the opposite. You need, to your point, that momentum that that momentum building activity that you have to kind of. Prove to yourself that another world exists beyond what you've been doing day in and day out. So thank you for saying action first, because a lot of people do the cheering, but they forget about the the actual steps that you need to take.
1: Yeah, and it's so I feel like we've gotten a lot of equations wrong in the process, right? Yeah. Motivation, not taking action. There's another one that is incredibly, incredibly powerful, and it's feelings. Action and then identity, right? And so many times we rely on our feelings and our feelings betray us 90 to 95% of the time. You don't take action. What's your identity? I'm somebody that doesn't follow through on their word and what they're doing. If you flip that and say, This is who I am as an identity or my future pacing my identity, regardless of your feelings, you take action and then you feel better and then it spirals upwards. And that's just an incredible, incredible way to frame it up so you aren't relying on your feelings. Hey, this is your identity. This is who you're going to show up as so, so incredibly powerful rather than I don't feel like it today. Listen, I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like getting up at four 15 today. I still did because my identity is I'm a peak performance coach. I work out like crazy in the morning and that's who I am. So,
0: and I think what you just said also empowers people to have the, the capability of defining who they want to be to, to your earlier discussion, when you said, well, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a this, or I'm not a that. I think a lot of us, we all know we're not. Okay. (laughs) Like that is something you hear a lot, but nobody, well, not nobody we do, but many people don't sit down and determine what they are. You know, what is it that you want your identity to be? Do you want to be the person who can't wake up in the morning, you know, or do you, are you satisfied with just, I'm not a morning person. So eh, screw it. You know, so I think I like the order that you put it in because then you actually get to craft what that person looks like and who that person is and how they show up, which I think is absolutely beautiful.
1: Incredibly powerful. I mean, just as I was listening to you say it, I thought about somebody that listens to this podcast and starts writing down who they want to be from a daddy perspective. I mean, think about how amazing that is. You actually craft it and then can step into it, take action. And then you're going to feel, I mean, it's, it's incredibly powerful. So thanks for, for, you know, touching on that again. And as you were, you were talking about, I I almost got goosebumps because I'm like, that is is so amazing. It is. Yeah.
0: And we're not, I'm not, I can hear people saying, I'm not saying it's easy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We are not saying any of this stuff is easy. And it drives me insane when people are like, oh, it's just, you know, just do it. Like you don't have underlying scripts and stuff there, but nothing's what's wrong with trying it right? Like what's wrong with going all in with, this is who I want to be versus just constantly kind of doing the same thing, expecting different results, right? A little bit of insanity there.
1: So, so true. And if you want some leverage, I mean, think about yourself on your deathbed and all of a sudden this person walks into the room, it's the best version of yourself. And is that person going to, are you going to see your reflection in the mirror or is that person going to be totally different? And you're going to say, Oh, I, I regretted not taking those opportunities to get better, not taking those opportunities to define myself and, and give myself this future paced identity. And to your point, it's not easy. We don't have any different blood pumping through our veins. I've interviewed Evan Carmichael, John Lee Dumas, some, some peak performers. And they're like, listen, I have days where I'm just not on. So yeah. it's just that consistency. It's just those things that we spoke about. And when you can use your willpower to install habits Install that computer operating system behind the scenes. It runs so much more efficiently, and then you're going to be set up for success.
0: Yeah, and I always tell people like form the habit to the point where it feels weird not doing it, right? So I know if I have a day, and I'm sure you feel the same. If I have a day where I don't meditate, it's not like a, oh, maybe I'll feel it in a couple days. I'll feel it within like a couple, you know, minutes, probably (laughs) as close as I possibly can within that day. So if you can stack your habits to a point where, you know, it feels weird if you're not doing that, then I feel like you're inching closer and closer to that person you're trying to be. Right.
1: So, so true. And and that's why it's beautiful to measure and track. And I love my meditation app because after Mm -hmm. I'm done meditating, it says how many straight days. And I still remember like 150 day, 157, when we went to Disney with the kids up early, and it was like 1030. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't meditate today. You know? So yeah. uh, tracking it is so incredibly powerful because then you see your progress and then it's almost a game and yeah. you can, you can see how far you can take it and how far you can go.
0: Yeah. Gamification of it is, is really helpful. I found, you know, when you're, especially with, when you're just starting out and you've never even started one before you're like, make it a game, make it fun, make it something that you look at, you know, a sheet that you've printed out that you're checking off every single day so you can visually see it, right? Put it someplace where it's, you know, motivating and not demoralizing, I feel like. Thank you for the point earlier too around the vision board about, you know, there's been times when I've put vision boards up in front of me where I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) And it makes me feel like more shit than it did good, but that's because I wasn't doing the work with it, right? Right. Um, so what else do you have to tell our clients, just to our clients, listeners, hello, just to kind of wrap things up here and just, you know, tie this up in a bow.
1: Each and every day is a gift that you get and to be able to take that in and understand how powerful that day is and the opportunities that you get to choose from. It's just, it's just such a a grounded way to, to live. And I, I hope and pray that others hear this and say, Hey, I want to make a slight, Shift. I want to make a change and I want to impact others because we live in a time in society where we need leaders to step up and say, you know what, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to be the best version of myself. I'm going to bring positivity, hope, inspiration to others. I'm going to stand up and and be that beacon of light. And, And that is what I'm all about. That's my legacy from my mother that I carry on. And I'm just grateful for, for this opportunity and, and uh, be able to, to speak to your audience.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you. And, and good point. Cause one person shines, everyone else starts shining around them. Lead by example there folks. Well, tell people where they, they can find you, Jeff, so they can go consume some more. You have great material.
1: Oh, thank you. So they can, uh, they can go out grab my book. It's out on Amazon, rise, fight, love, repeat, ignite your morning fire. You want that blueprint book, end your days at night in the morning. You can and find it there either in paperback or, or Kindle version. Podcast is Morning Fire for entrepreneurs out on all major podcast providers. You can go out to themorningfire.com if you feel compelled to grab some time. would love to talk. I always love just connecting with people and being able to, to share my experiences and hopefully move the, uh, move the needle for you. I'm out on all Major social platforms, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So drop me a drop me a message. I, I am here to to help in any way. That is my calling and and uh, Michelle, just so grateful to be on the podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for being here with us today. Now, if you followed me for any amount of time, you know I am always huge proponent for habits for success. I, you know, I practice many of them and they, they really keep me grounded in my everyday activities and they've helped so much, especially in times of adversity. So, you know, what Jeff had to say throughout this episode was extremely valuable. And on next week's episode, I am jumping in with Monique mailey who she has an amazing book called Turbulence, Leadership's Unsexy Solution to Streamline Rapid Growth. And that's what we're talking about, folks. We are talking about what happens when your growth slows, you plateau, or it even declines, right? That can you know, create some turbulence in your business. And she's going to tell us all about her advice to keep moving forward. And if you love this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, download, follow, rate, and review. And you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later.